0: Are people aware that they're being programmed? (laughs) Isn't that something? That brings it down to square one, doesn't it? They're not even aware. Not even aware. How many? How many people uh, have any kind of um, significant concern or awareness over the course of a year uh, about subliminal programming, embedded information, which I actually believe is in all technology. By the way, you can't escape. It's inescapable. Which is, a fascinating, yeah, which is a fascinating subject once you plug God in. Now let's plug God in. And now let's go back and see how many people were thinking about that. You know, the big picture, you see. Where's God in all this? What in the. Remember what I said earlier? God is trying to illustrate something. See? Because we always fall into this error, which is a very significant one, because it leads us off in a complete different direction, that God is ordering everything. Uh, for the benefit of the creature. We call it sympathy for the creature because God's a good God and so he wants the best for you and so um, he's not the cause of these problems. Well, notice that would be inconsistent with the view that God's the first and highest cause of all things. That's not compatible. So you would have to blame these things on, that's the devil. And the devil is kind of out of control and God has certain limitations, but there's a lot of things that the devil is just doing by himself because he has free will. You see, that's the way most Christians think. Now, one of the reasons they think that way is because devolution of the ego. You see, ancient man did not have a big problem with what's called astrological fatalism. That their remember Stoic philosophy, uh, which was highly influential. I mean, they were fatalists. You know what I mean? They weren't some kind of little obscure sect off in a dark corner somewhere. That's who uh, Paul was speaking to. Let's have a think about it. I mean, how many times does it talk about an interaction between, you know, like a Jewish prophet and, uh, you know, a Greek philosopher? Well, you got one there in Acts 17. (laughs) And what was their philosophy? Stoicism. They were fatalists. So, So in the ancient world, what I'm trying to say is people... We're more humble. Okay? We're exalting ourselves. And we've become something in our own mind that is, um, doesn't have any basis reality whatsoever. Someone wants us to believe these things, um, to make us feel good about ourselves on an artificial level, and then try to make us depressed at the same time. Now, how do, how do, we, how do we know that's true? Well, let's look at the second aspect. First of all, in, in, in this culture is based around producing, consumer. You have to produce a false self. Make people believe that you're successful. Now, the main thing is that you're happy. You have to um, present a better side of you than you really are. And, and you actually convince yourself of this, too. There's people out there that, I'm happy, I'm happy, because I'm ha-, you're supposed to. You're supposed to be happy. Be happy, be happy. You know what I mean? There's all these signals all day long that are telling you um, there's nothing to be happy about unless you really understand what's going on. And you can bypass all that. Just one word. Acceptance. We call it accept God's will. Because this is what's God's... Everything that happens, whether it's good or bad, light or dark, it all comes from the hand of God. That's where I'm at. Now, whether that's a false belief or not... That actually solves a lot of problems. For instance, you have the problem of um, regret. If only I had done this or done that, I could have changed it. I don't have that problem, you see, because I believe it's all ordained, fixed, predestined. Okay. Now, I've said before that the <coughs> the number one emotional attachment that man has to any philosophical belief... Is this unprovable theory of free will? Nobody can prove that. It's virtually impossible. Uh, In a cause and effect reality, because you you can't prove that there are not prevenient causes, prevenient just means to go before, that affect your will, because they are. And there's no evidence that there isn't. Okay, so. if you're going to have freedom, you're going to have to have influence over those causes because they're acting upon your will. Do you have any control at all over these external causes? Did you know that most people never think about this? Not only do not think about it, they don't even spend 30 seconds over the course of their entire life um, going to an article on uh, Wikipedia. It's titled Free Will. I'm assuming there is one. They just assume uh, unilateral freedom. This is total ignorance. This is, see, this is the mind of the layperson, you see, the non-academic. They've not think, thought these things out. You know why? There's no desire. You could say laziness. They're just distracted, you see. And technically, that's what's called libertarian free will. Because there's all kinds of different categories, you know. That you're just, your will is totally free. This is a complete absurdity. Okay, But um, in order to ensure absolute freedom, uh, all pre- prevenient and causes would have to be under your influence or someone that's favoring you somehow to, to assure that you have free will, which you, you can't prove. In other words, things are not under control. You know why? Because you're not big enough. You're just small, little, ignorant, ignorant. Um, that's actually the, the direction I'm heading a lot. And so in the ancient world, they didn't have a problem with the lowliness of man, which is interesting because um, their and cosmology was um, very compressed, okay? But it's important to understand. It was like a, what we would think a little cosmology, okay? But it's important to understand that um, they had a, a cosmology within a cosmology, and I believe that they had a, a, a larger Realm, uh, you could say like you know, pure spirit or something like that because most ancient cultures they actually had what we could call an enclosed cosmology, you know what I mean? Kind of like a terrarium, it's like a stage where cosmic dramas played out. It doesn't have to be very big, just big enough to hold everybody, and uh, ideally, it would be temporal. And after something is illustrated, then you go back to um, a superior reality. The play closes. And within that context, it's completely and utterly unnecessary to have free will because you're just trying to illustrate something. See, the modern mind is not able to stoop low enough to consider the possibility that he could simply just be a player in a big script, actually, a pawn. You know what I mean? Stop and think about this. If you were in uh, medieval Europe, you were a serf, unless you were a privileged person. And I actually believe that all of the people in the upper class, every one of them, was Illuminati. That's the only way you could get there. No matter who you were, you could not rise. It had to do with, um, well, actually, bloodlines. Born into it, you know what I mean? And so everybody was a slave. They were a serf. And, uh... They didn't have any privileges. And uh, if you're in that state, you're not going to be exalting yourself because you're going to be confronted with everyday survival, the harshness of reality. But see, we live in a delusional culture where we've been given um, these little playgrounds to live in. And one of the reasons we've been doing that is to keep us out of trouble and to keep us delusional, and uh, so we don't cause problems, and we're easier to manage. Basically, you know, just check out. Let me take an example of that. Imagine if you had like a matrix-type society where everybody, for, for significant periods of the day, or maybe just 24 hours a day, uh, you just sit back like on a dentist chair and just put some glasses over your head and just and live in an artificial reality and you have um, whatever you need is just like you know pumped into you to keep you alive um, how, how difficult would it be to manage those people and then you have a, a robotized society that takes care of all the like uh, you're going to have to defecate somewhere so a, ro- <laughs> a robot would come up and take care of all that and put it in the garbage can and ship it away you just lay there your whole life the reason I'm saying that is that is to illustrate, <clears throat> the best way to illustrate things is using extremes. That's ob- an obvious extreme, okay? My point in saying that is that think about how easy it would be to manage those people. So now what you do, you you, you move away from that to less extreme realities and talk about a, a docile culture because that's what we are. People are moving Less and less and less. Everything is slowing down. See that, Robert? Now, what's interesting is that things are also speeding up. Think about that. Did you know that both is true? Things are slowing down and things are speeding up. How can they both be true? Well, it's different categories. That's an interesting subject, isn't it? You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. As far as physical movement of the body, uh, people's bodies are becoming more toxic. This is a self-evident fact. When you become older, unless you do something significant to reverse that process, you're gonna become increasingly toxic. If nothing else happens besides that one simple fact, you will slow down and your mind will slow down. That's what I'm talking about. Everything's slowing down. We're moving slower an ancient man. Did you know that we believe that we're superior to ancient man, Robert? That has to do with the ego, you see. Now, why do we believe that? Well, they they tell us these things in many ways. You know what I mean? Lots of signals are sent our way. Let me ask you a question. Can you recall any signals in popular media that reinforce the concept that we are inferior the ancient man. I'm not saying this would never happen. You know what I mean? Do you notice how you're not seeing that? That tells you that they are telling you, oh, you're getting better and better. But what do we talk about around here? Devolution. Devolution is universal and self-evident, and the fact that nobody's talking about it, no Wikipedia article, shows you that we live in a society of total control. You don't have to use the artificial night sky To prove that? Because you can use that? Simply ask yourself this question about that self-evident fact. Is there anybody talking about this? Because I'm not seeing anybody. So if it's self-evident and universal and all around us, that means we're all delusional. You see that? So man is not what he appears to be. And you know what this also means? Something very significant just happened when I said that. I actually disqualified man from evaluating himself. if you cannot see the universal and self-evident, then you're delusional. you're not even qualified to measure your delusionality. You're completely out of the mix. You got to go back to ground zero and start figuring out who am I and what the heck is true because I don't know. You see that?